Bwana Yesu asifiwe. Amen. God bless you so much for even attending today's service. Uh, it's never in vain to be in the presence of God. The word of God says, one day in the courts of God is like a thousand years, a thousand days somewhere else, almost three years. So when you come in the presence of God, you have come uh, into the light place and we are so grateful to God. I know today being the last Sunday of 2021, we have every reason to thank God for what he has done. In fact, he has kept every promise he gave us and he has kept the demand of his covenant of our lives. That is why we still have hope in eternity today because the Lord is not like man that he should change his mind. Praise God. And I'm so grateful, grateful for so many things. If I was to do a count, I would not stop until it's tomorrow or until he comes back uh, when I look and see what the Lord has done. Uh, the coming week, which starts tomorrow, we will have two days of witnessing uh, prior to the eve of the new year. So on Wednesday and on Thursday, we will walk around and share Jesus to the people in this area and wherever the Lord may lead our feet to. Because God only prepares the hearts of men, but only few men take the gospel. But as the gospel of Peace Missions International would want to carry on our mandate, and God was reminding me the last few days that I am duty-bound. I'm like a soldier who is on the front line. He must continue doing his work. He must continue fighting until the commander says, you can stop because the victory has come. So we also who walk with us must remember this that we are duty-bound and we must continue to do this work. Uh, we will have a Kesha or night vigil on the eve of the new year. Uh, so you are invited to invite so many people, those who can always come and be with us. Not because they come and have something to, to celebrate, but they come and uh, hear what the Lord is saying. Because those who hear God are not like those who do not hear him. It is the word of God, which the Bible says is life, and it's spirit. So when they hear the word of God, they'll hear life, and they'll hear the spirit speak, and it shall get to them and bring a change to their lives for the glory and the honor of his holy name. We must also remember uh, that on the 30th day of January, 2022, which happens to be the last Sunday of the month of January, uh, we will have a fundraising here, and uh, we want to target to raise a chunk of the money we need for the 2022 year. Uh, we intend to have uh, open-air meetings and person-to-person uh, -person evangelism every, uh, every month, uh, something that we have not done before, but we'll be able to do that this year uh, because the Lord desires we do this. And I see our budget will run into 
something like $5,000. $5,000 is not much money because the Lord has all that we need. So even for those who listen to us online, uh, whether they be in the U.S. or in Germany or in Canada or here in Kenya or in South Africa or any other country of the world, all we need is to raise uh, at least $2,000 by January or we could raise a whole amount for our budget for the coming year because we want to do missions uh, within Nairobi and its environs and we also need to, to do missions in far-flung towns outside of Nairobi because that is our mandate and we need resources, we need money and I'm believing God because this is something I have said I'm going to tell you because by the end of uh, 2022 it is my desire that we'll have our mission van even if it costs $10,000 or 1 million shillings uh, Kenya shillings I am believing God because it's just a matter of time before I spend every day of my life on the trail carrying the gospel to the nations. And that will be a first step. So even for those who are praying with us, remember we need 5,000 shillings, uh, $5,000 for uh, our activities, which are on remissions and missions and missions. And we also need to remember uh, to ask God for the van which would cost us uh, Kenya shillings one million or $10,000. The Lord might speak to you if you listen to this uh, message today. Whatever you may be, perhaps $10,000 is just some small money. And it's not small to us. It is going to do so, so much. So may the Lord bless you when you make that step and that decision uh, to participate with us, with your resources. And we are not sleeping. We are also investing a lot of our money uh, uh, in this ministry uh, as a family and for those who have been together with us uh, we, those who know us know that we have invested our time our money and even uh, sleepless days uh, asking God and even thinking over it uh, how we can go ahead and reach as many people as the Lord will enable us we know we will come here the last Sunday of 2022 and I believe God will have our van and it will have reached people in the tens and the hundreds of thousands with the gospel. Because that is where we are duty bound by the Lord in the name of our Lord Jesus. I don't like to spend much more time other than to share the word of God uh, for the next 20 minutes. We will have a sermon that the Lord has led us to have. And so we go straight to the book of um, Luke chapter 1. And there is a good story there. We're going to... Uh, touch on uh, something people are celebrating right now, uh, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we also see who came before Jesus, and that was John the Baptist. But we are not going to look at Jesus only or John the Baptist, but we are going to look at their parents and how they responded to the word of God. Because that is our sermon today. How then do we respond to the word of God. And the Bible says, I know you are there in the book of Luke, uh, chapter 1, and you forgive me because I'm running uh, nose. So once in a while I blow my nose, and this is not part of the sermon, only that it's, it is there with me. Praise God. So let us go to the book of Luke, 
chapter 1 and then we start we start uh, from verse 12 the book of Luke 1 12 the bible says and when Zacharias saw him he was troubled and fell upon him i think you you can read that beforehand from 11 and there appeared to him an angel of the Lord, angel Gabriel, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. You know, Zechariah was a priest. He was a Levitical priest. Uh, those who had come or descended from Aaron. That is clearly written in the verses before it. And so today, that day, they had a lot. Because they would actually, uh, actually cast laws and say, who is going to carry out the sacrifice? And so he the Lord fall, fell on him, and he was the one who was to carry out the bans, incense, and uh, carry out the sacrifices unto God. And then uh, when he went in, uh, the angel of the Lord, angel Gabriel, appears. And when he appears to him, the Bible says he's troubled, terrified, and, f- and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, verse 13, fear not, Zacharias, for your prayer is hard. And your wife Elizabeth shall bear you a son and shall call his name John. And he shall have joy and gladness and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. So we see an infant here who the Lord is saying he shall have a Holy Spirit inside his mother's womb. And the Bible says verse 16, and many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord, their God. And he shall go before him who is Christ in the spirit and in the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Look at verse 18. Because the Lord, the Lord is speaking through the angel, continually giving uh, some very good message to Zacharias. And look at his heart. The Bible says, verse 18. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God. It's like, how can, how can, can you not perceive it? I'm the angel of the Lord, Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God. And I'm sent to speak unto you and to show you these glad tidings. You know, you'd see the mood of the angel change. Because the response of the word is not that welcoming. This guy has unbelief. He, he wonders, if he appears to me like he's an angel, I believe anybody who comes across an angel, even in the scriptures, all of them fell because they were terrified. The sight of itself is awesome. It is it's not to be comprehended by a simple mind. Praise God. And so he appears and is like, okay, I see you are the angel of the Lord. So you see the way how he routinely speaks to the angel. How will I know these things? That the angel has to prove and speak to him, I'm not just another person. I stand in the presence of God. This message is straight from God. And so he says, because of your unbelief, because this message makes no sense to you, 
You remain dumb. And you'll not be able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed. Because you believe not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. Praise God. This is a man who receives the message. Don't continue reading down there, because I see some of reading down there. The message is very simple. The Lord has sent his angel. I do not know where Gabriel ranks, but I believe he's one guy the Lord always turns to, to send. Even when Daniel prays, this is a guy who comes with a message. Praise God. And now God wants to send him to Zacharias, a priest, to come and tell him what was about to happen to him. Just like Abraham, he has become of age. He's old. His wife is also well stricken of years. So it doesn't make sense to him, even if it's God who is speaking. And that happens to us so many times. We are used to the problem. Praise God. We are used to the situation we are in right now. We say, anyway, God will never come. But God, at his time, in the fulfillment of his season, says, you know what? I am God that have come. And I'm not just coming. I'm sending over an angel who stands in my presence to come and give you my message because the time has come. And so many men have hardened their hearts because they're used to the problem and the situation. They are satisfied with their situation. Anyway, I've stayed for the last 40 years. I have no baby. Then, what is that is going to happen now and change my situation? They look back and say, from our family, nobody has ever driven a good car. It is our situation. We are always poor. And so when the word of the Lord comes, even from his presence, like it has come to Zacharias, our hearts are still hard. And let me tell you, friends, problems and afflictions have the tendency of hardening the hearts of men. Praise God. People don't feel God anymore. They're like, enemy God, where have you been this long that now you have come to speak? We have been here many years, Lord, crying unto you, fasting, giving sacrifices, and spending days and days in the cold. And you seem not to hear what God we are saying to you. Now from nowhere, you appear to us. And you're speaking things that do not make sense to us. That is what it is to so many people. They do not respond to the word of God because they are used to their problems. And that is not pleasing to God. Imagine God appearing to you and he has to prove it's him. Zacharias has seen the angel of the Lord. He's terrified because the whole sight is awesome. But his heart is still very hard. He does not see it coming to pass. And if, if it was you, 
And God is speaking to like this. After many years having no child, and he says to you, Fear not, Zacharias, for your prayer is hard. And God is saying to you, your prayer is hard. Because this man had grown old praying to God and saying, you know what? Father, I come here to carry out sacrifices. But who shall be the heir unto this mantle? Because they were always left it to their sons. Because they descended from Aaron, Aaron and his sons, and then sons of Aaron and their sons. And it was supposed to be like that to the end. So he was saying, God, I've been faithful to you as a priest in your temple. But I have no hair to take after me. Because where has I come from? Because my wife is old. That was his biggest trouble. And the Lord says, I have heard your prayer. You have prayed for that years? 25 years? 10 years? 3 years? Some have prayed even for 6 months and they have despised in the Lord. They said, what? I can't. Let's say the way it is. God perhaps wants me to see this. And then even encourage themselves with the words of the scriptures. Where Paul says, and I prayed to God three times. And he told me, you keep your thorn in your flesh as a reminder of you're still in the flesh. And God is saying, please, I have heard your prayer. Your time has come. And your wife Elizabeth shall bear a son. Even going ahead and giving him the name. Praise God. And you see what he continues to say to him? And you shall have joy and gladness. And many, not only you, but many are going to rejoice with you. So the Lord has heard your prayer. Whatever you are asking for is a baby, is on the way. And whatever you're going to receive is a blessing from the Lord. Because you shall be full of joy and gladness. And not only you, but many people shall. Praise God. And the Bible says, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. Can you imagine? So God is saying, you're going to give birth to a son, not a common one. Praise God. One who is great in the sight of the Lord. This man is receiving a promise from God, and not of, of the future, but of the present. But he still doubts in his heart. And that is what is happening with so many Christians. They look at the circumstance and the situation, and what has prevailed over the years, and they think God cannot be speaking now. What if that message is delivered by a man who would not respect? How harder shall it be? Praise God. Or it's delivered by a donkey. Like is the case with Balaam. God uses a donkey, you know what? I'm going to speak to this donkey. And he's going to speak to Balaam. So if an angel appears, you cannot listen to God. Whatever message is delivered by somebody else who is not of your class. An old woman who comes from nowhere, wearing a white turban and says, you know what? God is saying this to you. You shall transfer the earth with the message of the gospel. And then you look like at them and you're thinking, there's something wrong with them. Perhaps they want some money from me. That is how hard the hearts of men are. Not that I have not been there. I've been there before. And the Lord is speaking. And then I look at the one who delivers the message and I'm like, okay, God. You didn't have anyone else to send the message with? 
or to carry your message. It should have come from a great apostle. If that is what God is speaking concerning my life. But God chooses what to use. He might send an angel to you like he did to Zacharias. He might choose a donkey in your village. A person of no renown who is only known for his trouble taking the gospel to the ends of the village. But because they are decrepit and without clothing and they have no reputation and their houses falling down but God chooses this is my vessel. I'm going to use it for my own glory. Praise God. Paul speaks and says, I've used the weak things of this life that I may confound the strong. I've used the poor things of this life that I may confound the rich. I've used things of no nobility that I may confound the nobles. I've used the foolish things to confound the wise. So God is saying, I'm going to speak to you. But what shall be your response to his word? Zacharias, somebody who spent so much time in the temple and in the presence of God still was hardened. That we find it very common in the church. Somebody comes to the church for the first time and he's open to the word of God and they receive it. Another who is close in the presence and they cannot receive the word of God. And so people will come and hear the word or hear the word online and they respond to the word and God speaks to them, your time has come. And they tell God, thank you. It has come to me. And so many will continue to suffer because when the word comes to them, their response is, I don't give a damn what God is saying. I need to see it first. Praise God. That is exactly what Zacharias is saying here. How shall I know this is going to happen? Because his heart is already very hardened by his situation. Even if he spends his time in the presence of God, because the Bible says he spent his time in the temple carrying out sacrifices. He was one of the priests, praise God, and even pastors that who will not notice or acknowledge their visitation. Praise God. Even Jesus saw Jerusalem and he cried for it. Because it was ordained for Christ to be born among the Jews. But when Christ came, their hearts were hardened. They could not receive him. They missed the hour of visitation because their hearts were hardened and they could not respond to the word of God. So Zechariah is not alone here. He is like many Jews. He is like many from Jerusalem and Bethlehem who are not ready to receive the word of God. And many times we are also like that. For some reasons, our hearts are already hardened by situation, so we cannot receive the word of God. Number two, perhaps the one who delivers the word of God is not of the class who would expect God to speak from. Others who never receive the word of God, even in his presence, can you imagine a man who has lived in the presence of God? Because we all remember what we said when studying about the tabernacle, which was in the temple. The presence of God was real. Praise God. And even today, you go to Israel today. At the Western Wall, 
Miracles happen there and there because the presence of God is there. This is a man who has continued in the presence of God. And we have people here who are always leading praises and worship. And they lead people in the presence of God with tears. But in the situation God is speaking to them, they cannot accept it. They cannot receive it. And so they have no response. They say, perhaps it's not mine. I've heard this many times. It is good to have our ears tuned to know when God is speaking. Praise God. That even if the situation has started long enough, we know when God is speaking because those who are able to hear God and respond to the word, we will see what happens to them when you, when you conclude. And that's how the story was concluded. Because the Bible says, because you believe not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. So when God has come to us, either in a very small voice and speaks to our spirit and says, you know what, Reto, the Lord has remembered you. What is your response in that moment? When a preacher stands in front of you, not out of his many words, and he's speaking to a hundred and a thousand people's, but your ears are not tuned to know when God is visiting. You're going to say just yes for the sake of it. But those who hear the voice and they respond with belief, they shall receive. Zacharias did not believe the words of the angel. And so for his punishment, he was made down for the period of pregnancy. To some, is that they're going to remain in their situation forever until Christ comes. And when you appear before him, because he shall not be required to answer your questions, you realize what you should have become and then you hate yourself. But I thank the Lord because it shall not come to mind what happened here on earth. Praise God. The Bible says it shall not come to mind what has happened on the face of the earth. So I don't know what God has spoken to you. And you have that voice and you're like, okay, I don't know whether it's true. Doubts. I do not know whether God is speaking concerning me. We are so many of us. But I can tell you when God comes to speak, you might be 10 or 15 or 60 priests, but he waits for your turn to appear in his presence. And then he's going to bless you and speak the words of life to you. Praise God. They cast lots. And I know this was divine. It was to fulfill the purpose of God. That that moment is when Zacharias was supposed to come and offer sacrifices to God. So they will cast lots and you will pay in the presence. And I don't know where God wants to go and serve him. That he may hear his voice. So people are told, you know what? Who is going to true Kana formation? And you say, it's not me. You choose somebody else. And God is saying, can you go and visit that old woman 
who is suffering and has no hope, and you say, I don't get a house. It smells great. And God is saying, can you visit that woman who has fistula and go and uh, take care of her? Because my presence shall be there. And then you sit there and say, it's not me. Because I have heard the stories and how her wound and her condition make her smell bad. God, you're going to pick somebody else. Or you visit a church member who has bad sores because of her condition. And they're smelling bad. Somebody has to change their diapers. And God says, can you go, Mary? And you're like, okay, God, you have to pick somebody else. You are called into service that moment because God wants to speak to you. We miss the visitation because of our disobedience. We miss our visitation because we care not what God is speaking to us. But a small voice might be speaking to tell you, you know what? Don't live routinely like they have lived. Don't live like there's nothing happening in your life. Pick right moments when God is speaking to you. No matter how hard the task is. No matter how embarrassing the situation is. No matter how painful the experience is in that situation. If God is calling to service, like Zechariah was set in lots and told, can you go in the presence of God and carry out the sacrifice? God is calling to that moment. And in that moment, you're carrying out the sacrifice to God. He sends over an angel to speak to you. And he says, what? I have heard your prayer. Praise God. And I told you this because I believe I'm speaking in the spirit. There's a time I was praying and God was telling me, can you go and do missions? That is where you're going to meet me. You're not going to meet me anywhere else. Not in the sanctuary. Not at the altar. But you can only meet me because that is where your services are needed in the mission field. When you pray to me in that place, I'm going to hear you. And perhaps today God is saying the same thing to you. Some are so busy in the long professions in the church. They are so busy doing things God is not interested in. And they want to hear God. The voice of God might not come if you are in the wrong place. Because God does not speak anywhere. He chooses his time and the very places he's going to speak to you. The Bible says, when Jacob saw angels coming from heaven and he had a struggle with an angel, the very place is a place where his grandfather, Abraham, had elected an altar for God. He had to meet God the place where he, Abraham, his father, had erected an altar for God. So when he just landed there, there was presence. So God is calling into your place where he wants to carry out your service to him. And then he's going to send his angel and he's going to speak to you. You may spend all your years in the church and never hear God. You might venture out for a moment and then you're going to hear God. I don't know where God is calling you to go and speak to you. Praise God. That is where he heard God. And so when John becomes of age and goes to the wilderness, eating honey and locusts, that is where he hears God. And this man is full of the Holy Spirit from his womb, from, the time, from his time in the womb. 
The Bible says this guy had the Holy Spirit. And he was great in the sight of God, but not in the sight of men. You could not be great in the sight of men. In the place where God has called you in service. But in the sight of God, you are great. Praise God. The Bible says, the son you're going to receive, Zacharias, he shall be great in the sight of God. But you see this man, when he's come of age, man, he spends all his days in the wilderness, a man who is great in the sight of God. Because he's in the service of God where God has called him. We choose always to stay in the city because there are so many comforts. There is electricity. All the roads are tarmacked. And for you to get a packet of milk, you can even call the supplier and he delivers to your door. What if God sends you where there is no water to wash? It takes you a whole week to find a jerry can of water to drink. And God says, I have seen her. And I have seen him. He's great in my sight. If that's a place of your calling, you're going to hear God. And your response will be different because it's in the presence. Praise God. The Bible says, Zechariah did not believe the words. But at the time appointed by God, these shall be fulfilled. Which shall be fulfilled in their season. And we jump to verse 26. We are still in the story of Zacharias and Elizabeth and John, who is to be born. And in the sixth month, from the time that the angel had visited uh, Zacharias, this time he chooses to speak to a woman, not the man, because the man is not in the business. The strength of a man is not needed to bear a son here. So he goes straight to the bearer of our Savior, Lord Jesus. And the Bible says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came into her and said, Hail you, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. It's like he's repeating the same story he gave to Zacharias. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. But look at Mary. And cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. It shows how humble Mary was. Mary was actually very humble. Even when these things are spoken to her, she not leaves her voice and says, you know what, I'm going to be great. If I'm favor of the Lord, I'll be great. No, she doesn't. She is worried and troubled. Not because the angel has appeared to her, but because of the words that has been spoken concerning her. But because of the words that have been spoken concerning her, she was troubled. And she thought it to herself, what manner of greetings are these? What manner of statement is what the angel has said? And the angel said to her, verse 30, fear not Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and he shall be called the son of the highest. It's more like the same words that has been called the Christ. He shall be great, he shall be called the son of the highest. 
And the Lord God shall give unto him the loan of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. The words of Isaiah are repeated here. And then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing that I know not a man? This is not a woman who is doubting. He's only asking, how is God going to do it? Praise God. Because the man knew he, did, he, did, he just needed to see his wife. And they would have a son. But Mary here is like, how do I, am I going to get a son? And so he asked a very genuine question. Because I do not have a husband. How is this going to happen? And they just unto him and said to her, The Holy Spirit shall come upon you. And the power of the high shall overshadow you. Therefore, also that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. And behold, your cousin Elizabeth, she also has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Look at what the angel says, For with nothing, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Look at the response of Mary to the words of the angel and compare it to what Zechariah said. And the Bible says, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. And the angel left her. Praise God. Praise God. This is the contrast of the response of a man who was a priest and who continued in the presence of God. Another woman who was favored of the Lord because she was still a virgin at her age. And I believe she walked in the ways of the Lord, in the fear of the Lord. But she was not in the temple and in the presence of God. She was in a village called Galilee in Nazareth. A woman who didn't have a husband, but who was espoused. But she says, she says Be it unto me according to your word. This is what the Lord wants every believer to walk like. If it's, even if it's foolishness, when it's measured against the prevailing conditions, then you tell the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. Whatever the Lord is going to speak to you, even today, even as you go on to turn the ear, Early in 2022, in the middle of 2022, or in the spring of 2022 in September, or in December 2022, you know, whatever time the Lord is going to visit you, please, you have to let it, and let it to God. Because this woman says, anyway, it looks hard. How do I become pregnant and have no husband? You are saying the Holy Spirit is going to come upon me, and the power of God is going to overshadow me, and I'll have a holy thing from God, it makes no sense. But it made sense to her. Because she believed the word of the Lord. The other man who had his strength, and an old wife, things that are supposed to make sense to him didn't make sense. Praise God. And that's how God operates. God will not look for sense when he comes to speak to you. It is about the fulfillment of time and the purposes of God. 
So when he speaks to us, we need to respond to the word of God. Because without a response from our part, the Lord shall not be priest. But if we have a response from our part, the Lord is priest. Because anyway, he's going to fulfill his purpose upon our lives. As I conclude, these things, I may speak them and they look like parables, but they are not. Because Jesus, in the same chapter, verse 28 of the book of Luke, says this, go there with me. And you hear what the Bible is saying. The book of Luke, oh sorry, the book of Luke chapter 11, verse 28. Luke 11, verse 28. You see what the Lord is saying? Jesus says, But he said, You rather, blessed are they who hear the word of the Lord and keep it. Blessed, can you say after me? Blessed are they who hear the word of God and keep it. It is exactly the same word that God speaks in the book of Liberation. Blessed are those who do it, who hear or listen and keep the word of prophecy. Those are the people who are blessed. So the situation sometimes we have and you're in, uh, uh, and I would say like all situations, are born out of our unbelief. Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. And he goes ahead and gives two examples, which I'm going just to read uh, shortly and then we conclude. The Bible says, And when people are gathered thick together, he began to say, This is an evil generation. They seek a sign, and there shall be no sign given to it, but the sign of Jonah the prophet. You know, they had witnessed Jesus do so many miracles. But because of their unrepentant hearts and the, the, how hard their hearts were, they did not care what Jesus was saying. And so he says, this is an evil generation that seeks a sign, but I can tell you none shall be given unto them. For as John was sign unto Ninevites, so shall also the Son of Man be to this generation. And he says, verse 1, And the queen of south shall rise up in judgment with the men of his generation and condemn them, condemn them. For she came from the utmost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. And the men of Nineveh shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, one who is greater than Jonah is here. So there are people who cherished and desired this time. 
but it never came to them. That they are born again, and the light of Christ is upon them. Instead of letting the light or their life shine, they struggle with the hardening of their hearts and with unbelief. And so the people of Nineveh will look and say, you see what? These guys lived for 50, 60 years with a savior among them. Yet they did not give heed to what he was saying to them. And so, those who came from Nineveh, there was proclamation of the judgment of God upon them, and they heard. They responded to the word, and they repented. Even the king repented and put on sacrosanct. He responded to the word. Praise God. Amen. The queen of Sheba, a queen herself, who was ruler and reigned over many nations, when he heard, when she heard of the wisdom of Solomon, she put her caravan together and said, even if I'm going to ride this caravan for the next one year or two years, I'm going to meet this man. She desired to hear the wisdom of God. What shall be of us when the Lord has spoken to us continually, yet we have no response to his word? Like Zechariah will remain dumb and our situation shall not change. Until which the Father has declared shall come to pass. And I've said there are some people who did not heed the voice of God. And they were destroyed in the desert. As the Bible speaks in the book of Hebrews, chapter 3, verse 7. They hardened their hearts to the light which was before them. And they were destroyed in the desert. As we read from the book of Matthew. Our light shall only arise. It shall not become evident in the world. Only and only when we heed what the Lord is saying. If we have no response, it is for our own pain and our own judgment. If we respond to the voice of God, it is for our own Enhancement and edification and for our own deliverance. And so that moment is when our light shall shine forth because the Lord so desires for us. And so the Bible says you are the light of the world. Matthew 5 verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bush nail, but on a candlestick. And it gives light unto all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And glorify your Father, which is in heaven. So when you hear the voice of God and respond the way we are supposed to respond, then our light shall shine forth before men. And they shall see what we are doing in the kingdom of God. And they shall glorify our Father, 
who is in heaven. When Zechariah did not respond to the word of God, the Bible says he became dumb. And for a while he stayed in the temple and people waited to see when he comes out. And when he came out, he was full of shame. He could only speak with his hands and his sides until the baby boy was born. Don't stay in your shame because you don't respond to the word of God. Don't stay there in the shame and the pain and the embarrassment of life. Respond to the word of God and he's faithful to deliver you. May the Lord bless you even as we come uh, to the end of the service and that of the sermon. I'm praying that God through this word he's going to speak to you. Even as you listen to it again and again, respond to the word of God and he is faithful to carry you in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you because of your word, which you just delivered to us. We pray that we have a spirit like that of Mary that says within us, we are the hard maids of the Lord and let it be to us according to your word. This is our prayer, an honest prayer to you, Lord. Let us respond to every voice, to every word that comes from you, and act. Because we need to be there to hear you, Lord, even you speak to us in the name of our Lord Jesus. And every one of us who is listening, Lord, whether they're here or away from here, let them have the same spirit in their hearts to respond to your word. And let them, God, say together with me, let it be unto me according to your word. I bless you, even as you go to the conclusion of the year, my Father. Even as we have the three days uh, of outreach, my Father, let it be to us according to your word. Not by power, nor by my might, but by the Holy Spirit of the Lord, says the Lord of hosts. We bless you and we honor you. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus, do we pray and we give thanks. Amen. Amen.